boy and girl are making out, right? When they hear over the radio that this lunatic killer's escaped from an insane asylum. That's not the way it goes. The boy goes for help, and the girl stays in the car, and she hears this, like, scratching sound. No, he's been decapitated. No, he was gutted with a hook. What's the charge for manslaughter? Big impact. Right here and now we take the Sark grave. For the last year, four friends have kept a secret. Are you on drugs? No. Then what is wrong? I've had a rough year. But not all secrets stay buried. Somebody sent this to me. Oh my god. Someone knows. I know what you did last summer. Ooh. What they thought would be a new beginning. Toast to us. Is becoming a dead end. Somebody tried to kill you last night. We have to go to the police. If you want to be dead, you could have done it. And the mistake they made. It was an accident. There was no accident. It was murder. What if he's still alive? Hey! What are you doing here? Is coming back to haunt them. Oh my gosh. He's after me too. I got a letter. I got run over. Helen gets her hair chopped off. Ah! Julie gets a body in a truck. Did you get a letter? That's balanced. She's waiting for us to unravel. <laughs> the wait is over. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And as always, I'm Johnny. And once again, I am Emma. I'm 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 still Randy. I guess. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. But it does get confusing sometimes, don't it? I mean it does. I mean we're both bald, we're both bearded. <laughs> so sometimes I have to double check myself. Well, I don't have glasses, so. Is that a four-eyes joke? No, I ain't a four-eyes joke, you geek. This may be the last episode I do. You know, you've said that like three times since we yeah, started. No. You're right. I and have. You, and and you just keep coming back. I'm a glutton for punishment. Right, right. <laughs> if y'all hear this squeaking, it's my chair. I just noticed that chair is rather squeaky. Yeah, right when we start recording. Yeah. But, man, I'm excited about this week's episode. What about you? I am. This is this is one I haven't seen in, a, in quite a while, actually. Yeah, it's been a few years, man. And I remember watching this when it first came out, and it was creepy. I mean, it's been out twenty four years now. Yeah, That's yeah, crazy. I, dude, time flies so quick. I was eleven when this came out. Yeah, see, and I hate that. I want the, I'm one of them people that I keep up with time, mm-hmm. and it's just like, golly, you know what I'm saying? I was eleven when the. Mm. Yeah, I mean, now here's another thing. I'm getting old. Like, this ain't got nothing to do with horror movies, but I like I said, I, especially with movies, I keep up with time. It just seems like, what, like a year or two ago we were talking about, man, Dumb and Dumber 2, finally the sequel. Yeah. Do you realize that came out in 2014? You're kidding. Nope. 
So that's been out seven years now. I quit. I'm telling you. I'm done with movies. Time goes by, man. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's it's crazy. Hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so yes, this week's episode is featuring the 1997 hit, I Know What You Did Last Summer. And man, after all this time of not watching it, man, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was one of those ones, like I always knew that I liked it when I first watched it. Yeah. So I, I just assumed that I would still like it. But I mean, given some of the movies that we've watched, you know. I was a little skeptical. Yeah. Because it has been so long since I've seen it last time. Yeah. I, and I, now that I watch it, you know, of course, when it come out, like you said, well, how old were you? I was 11. Yeah, I was too. But, you know, I watched it as a teenager mm-hmm. as well. But now here I am sitting here, a 35-year-old man, and I'm like, there's little things that I picked out on it that I'm like, dang it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I mean, it wasn't bad. Because don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed the movie. Right. And I still like the film, but I'm just like, but man, it's got that 90s feel to it. The music? Yes. And just the, the looks. Yeah. So let, let me ask you before we get into the actual uh, discussion of the film, what, what was your favorite genre? Like, not genre, I'm sorry, the decades of horror. Was it 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 10s, 20s? Mm, man. I don't know because the horror, the horrors that I remember going up, growing up with what <laughs> the, the horrors, 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 horrors. <laughs> the horror movies that I remember growing up and watching was mainly in the nineties, right? And a lot of the movies that I watched were movies that my my dad watched, and he watched a lot of older movies, mm-hmm. Bloodsport or Bloodstone. I was like Bloodsport, yeah, Bloodsport, <laughs> Bloodstone. You know, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Stuff like that. Right. So there was a lot of movies that I watched growing up in the 90s that were probably from an older era. I, I, honestly, I couldn't, I, I probably couldn't give you a, a favorite decade. Man, mine would be 80s. 80s? Yeah. The old slasher movies. The old slasher movies, man. Lord. Next would be the 90s. But yeah, I really dig the 80 movies, man. Man, if I had to pick, I would say. That the up, the upgrade when it came to graphics and camera work and stuff like that, the two thousands was when it started. Everything started really upgrading a whole lot. Yeah. So the graphics got better. The um, CGI's got a whole lot better. See, I don't like CGI because I feel like it's a cheap way to get out of putting more heart and depth into a movie. Man, but it looked good. I don't. Yeah, but I'm saying the '80s, man. When they had to do a kill scene, like a dude's head explode or somebody's face getting ripped off, they really like killed that. people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they had to put time and effort. Right. Tom Savini, mm-hmm. greatest makeup artist in horror history. Mm-hmm. Where would he be? You know, if they would have had CGI back in the day, you know. True. So. Yeah, I just, I mean, and don't get me wrong, CGI works for movies like The Avengers. Right. Stuff like that. Not, I just, I just never really dug it in horror movies. 
Well, they don't very well let you, you know, use pig intestines anymore for gutting somebody. Right. But, I mean. You know, they wouldn't let you use pig's blood. Yeah. Of course, that was corn syrup anyway, so. Mm Mm-hmm. We learned a lot from Scream. I did. (laughs) Corn syrup. The same thing we use as pig's blood and carry. That's when he licked it off his finger. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. So, okay, now, so after watching it, because when we, you know, we just got done watching it. Mm-hmm. Was it as good as you remembered? Was it a little eh? The acting was worse than I remembered. And, and, and let me get, hold on, I'm, I'm going to call it out. It was one person, wasn't it? The yeah. main one with the Freddie Prince. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Julie, I know there's more between us. I love you. You guys are crazy. I got a letter too. Yeah, no. Yeah, I and he's a good actor. Yeah, he really is. I've seen movies movies he's been in. He's done a really good job. But I yeah, I, when we started watching, I was like, dang. Yeah. Like Barry? Like, well, you know, oh Barry did a great job. Ryan is his real name. Yeah. He did a great job. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar did a great job. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Love Hewitt, she did a great job, but mm-hmm. there was a couple points where I was like, eh. Well, the little mm-hmm. twirl she did in the in the road. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? And then she twirls around, and yeah, no. But, yeah, and and I like Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling you as we was watching, I heard he's a really kind dude, right? But yeah, it was just there was a couple of spots in here that I felt like he phoned it in. Oh yeah, it was kind of like we were talking about, and I know you're gonna here jump, we go jump all over me, Shelly Shelly Duvall. Yeah, she. Uh, it was like he was reading from the script, and it was right in front of his face. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. A lot like Shelly Duvall. I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> well, I mean, she's the standard I have set for <laughs> bad, bad acting. Right. Yeah. All right. So, are you ready to get into this Let's week's do episode? All right. So, let me see here. I know what you did last summer. Come out in 1997. 24 years. Which, of course, is a horror slash slasher film. Mm-hmm. And it was written by Kevin Williamson and directed by Jim Gillespie, is the way I say his last name. Looks good to me. <laughs> uh, cast, starring Jennifer Love Hewitt as Julie James. The beautiful Jennifer Love Hewitt. Freddie Prince Jr. as Ray Bronson, which I don't Did they even say his last name in the film? I don't remember him saying his last name. Sarah Michelle Geller as Helen Shivers. And that's what I was going to ask you. This dude's last name, Ryan Felipe. That's what I thought it was. Felipe as Barry Cox. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muse Watson as Ben Willis. Mm-hmm. And Fisherman. Yeah. And, of course, now he's well known on The Big Bang Theory. And he played on Roseanne. Every time I see him, though, I see David. Yeah, David I mean, from Roseanne. David from Roseanne. Right. Uh, Johnny... Galecki. Galecki as Max. And Bridget Wilson, Sonia Blade, is Ellis or Alyssa uh, Shivers. That's Veronica Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> that Veronica <laughs> Vaughn is one piece of ace. <laughs> I know from experience, dude. You know what I mean. No, you don't. 
<laughs> Not me personally, but a guy I know, him and her got it on. Who he? No, they no, didn't. didn't. No, no, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. But you could imagine what it would be like if they did. Right? Yeah. <laughs> As you can tell, horror isn't the only genre of movies that we watch. Right, right. So, rest, right. In, rest in peace, Chris Farley. Yes. And he died in 1997 as well. Did he really? Yes. Sure did. Why, why'd you have to give me a dose of downers for this? Uh, and that's all I'm going to be thinking about this whole time. Cracking egg knowledge on you, bud. Oh, yeah. That yoke is broadened. All right, Randy. So hit us up with a summary. When four friends accidentally hit and kill a man on a road at night, they start to panic and decide to dump the body into the sea. A year later, they all try to settle down again, but one of the friends receives a note in a post with the words, I know what you did last summer. As each of the friends gains their own reminder, they finally accept the one thing that they feared the most. Someone knows what happened that night, and now they're out for revenge. Hey, I'm actually proud that I was able to keep that whole thing going that whole time. Well, at least you didn't be like, when four friends accidentally <laughs> just run out of breath. Yeah, run out of breath. Man, it's all about the breath control, man. You gotta... <laughs> yeah. All right, so you ready to get into the movie now? Let's do it. Okay. So, of course, the credits are rock and rolling. We see the ocean. Beautiful little ocean there. Mm-hmm. And, of course, 90s, so it's playing the rock music in the background. You got to have it. Oh, yeah. And, of course, it's just, you know, the camera is going around all these rocks, going around cliffs, and you can just continue to see the ocean. And as the camera's panning in, we see an old boy sitting there in, like, a little fisherman outfit. Not a boy. He's a man. Right. And he's just got his feet dangled off the rocks. It looks like he's drinking. Mm -hmm. And... You already kind of get a vibe that something ain't right with him. And what is that little thing he flicks? It's like an amulet or something. It looks like a part of a necklace. And I've never seen... It looks like something was either carved in it or written on it, but I never could tell what it yeah. said. I couldn't I couldn't make out what it said or, or what the, if it was a picture or what it actually was. Watching the movie, though, knowing the backstory behind that person, yeah, I'm willing to bet it was his girlfriend's necklace. Maybe. Maybe. I'm willing to bet. But yeah, he's sitting there and he's flicking this little, almost like, I guess like a little silver, uh, like he said, almost like a necklace, I guess. And we don't know who the guy is. And he's sitting there, like I said, he's got a bottle of booze beside him. And he hears a noise behind him. He turns around. Well, it's like the wind's picking up. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we see this big old firework explode. It catches his attention. Then it cuts over to a firework show. And it says, uh, there's a banner on the town that says 4th of July. And now we go to a, a pageant. It's a like almost kind of like a what, what would you say like a Miss America pageant kind of thing, but it's just for that town. Yeah, it's like a local uh, beauty pageant, I would say. Right. And we see the lovely Sarah Michelle Geller, mm-hmm. which we get introduced to her character's name is which is Helen Shivers, which is a weird name. Yeah, I mean not not just a weird name, but she doesn't look like a Helen. Mm-mm. It's weird. Like you look at Jennifer Love Hewitt, she looks like she could be a Julie. Yeah, you know, or Freddie Prince Jr. looks like he could be a Ray. Right. But yeah. So anyway, we're at the pageant, 
show and all of a sudden it goes up to the balcony and we get introduced to her friends, Ray, Julie, and Barry. And they're all up in the balcony and they're just kind of rooting her on, you know, cheering her on. And we realize that, okay, Julie and Ray are together and Barry is rooting for his girlfriend, of course. But it's funny because, you know, she's up there and she's talking and they ask her, uh, what is your future plans? You know, and then she takes the microphone away from the, I don't even know what he would call him. MC. I guess. And she's like, my plans are move to New York and become an actress. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it cuts back to the her friends and oh, Ray looks over at his buddy Barry and he's like, man, her boobs look what is that? <laughs> <laughs> like big tonight or something like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Barry goes, yeah, man, she does these uh, exercises that bulks them up. <laughs> And it kills me because uh, Julie's behind him. And she's like, hey, 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 I'm here. She's yeah. like, I'm around enough t- testosterone, you know. But now you can just tell that they're three close friends, which, you know, with Helen, four. Yeah. So they're just having a blast. And all of a sudden, they announce the winner. And it's her. It's Helen. Mm-hmm. And she gets presented her crown. What is the town's name? Did they say? You know, I don't know if they ever did say the town's name. I don't remember if they did or not. But anyway, but it cuts to after she wins, she gets her crown and everything. It cuts to uh, they're at a party. And now we get introduced to one of their schoolmates, Max. And he walks up to Julie, and you can tell he likes Julie. And he's like, hey, before you take off, because, you know, they're all splitting their ways. They're all graduated. They're going to college. He's like, why don't you let me take you out for a drink? And it's funny because Julie don't really know how to act, so she looks back over at Helen, and Helen just kind of like... She just kind of ducks off. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, like, I ain't, I don't know what to do. That's what I think that she's kind of like, you're on your own. Yep. And, you know, Julie's like, uh, I don't know. And he's like, come on. He goes, we've been friends for years. You can't just leave without saying goodbye, you know. Mm-hmm. But he offers her a little drink, like a little shot. Yeah, it looked like it had tomato juice in it. Yeah. Maybe like a little Bloody Mary or something. I don't know. But mm-hmm. anyway, she says no. She you know she what did she say something about it? upsets her stomach. Something like that. I, yeah, yeah, she made some excuse why she couldn't drink it. And all of a sudden, here comes Ray and Barry, and Barry just takes it off the little thing, and he's like, "Hey, this is to our future, getting out of this town." He downs it. Mm-hmm. Well, he turns around, and Mac Max is still standing there. But it's funny because Mac is standing there behind Barry with a little grin on his face. And Barry just looks at everybody. He goes, and just, he goes, uh, take a hike and just shoves Max out of the way. Which, like me and you said, there's always one douchebag. Always got to be a douchebag. Yeah. And he played a douchebag really good. He really did. And I mean, <clears throat> which I didn't recognize him from uh, Cruel Intentions. Yeah. And he was kind of one of those preppy douchebaggies. Just not this. I don't know. He wasn't as aggressive. I don't know. Which I haven't seen Cruel Intentions in a while. Yeah, but I don't. I don't remember him being that aggressively bullish. He played it very good. Oh, I can yeah. say that right now for sure. Well, so then it cuts now that you just see that they're on a beach, and you can hear right. It kills me though because this this is actually one of the scenes that I felt like is legit. Like I could see me and you and your wife, my wife, just sitting mm-hmm. around doing this because they're interrupting each other. But yeah. Ray kills me because Ray's like he's telling a story, the classic story we've all heard about the guy and the girl in the car, and they hear that the maniac on the radio has escaped, and he has a hook for a hand. Mm-hmm. 
And she gets scared. She wants to leave. They hear the scratch noise when he takes her home. Uh, as she gets out, she realizes the hook, the bloody hook is on the doorknob. Yep. Classic story. We've all told our friends, kids, whoever. But he's telling the story, Ray is, and he's getting into it. And then Barry be like, no, 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 no. No, you moron. It's this. You're telling it wrong. Yeah, and Ray's like, hey, shut up. You know? <laughs> and then uh, then Julie's got, uh, no, no, no. It, it was the, you know, like they're all four just interrupting each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I dug that thing. Yeah, because it, it, it seemed realistic. Yeah. Because I, I've been in that situation before surrounded by like a little campfire or whatever and having that kind of conversation and it goes almost identical to that right but i just i don't know like i said i just dug that especially when he's like hey shut up oh and it's funny because at the end he's like no you're telling it all wrong <laughs> like you yeah, know you're talking like, to my guy all wrong it's a wrong tone like ray really wants to get this story out you know but anyway after that it cuts to both couples they're talking about leaving mm-hmm. and i'm you can tell that Barry and Helen have messed around before. Mm-hmm. But then when it goes to Julie and Ray, you know, she's talking about, I don't want you to forget about me. And he's like, we'll see each other, you know. And she starts to take her clothes off. And he's like, are you sure? So you can tell right there, yeah. you know, they, they're they more of the pure couple. Right. But anyway, later on, it shows them driving. Or not driving. They're going to Ray, um, Barry's car. And Barry is... Wasted. Yeah, and he's like, nobody drives my car but me. Mm-hmm. Well, Ray comes around, and uh, his girl, uh, Helen, tosses the keys to... She seduced him. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's like, hey, Ray, nobody drives this car but me. And she's like, come on, you can set it back with me and do things. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, it cuts to them driving, and that is the same spot where the kid, the guy was sitting at the beginning of the movie, wasn't he, during the credits? Mm-hmm. Same hill. Same and area, that. yeah. Well, they're coming around a corner, and Barry, you know, he's he's wasted, but he leans up, and he kind of tells – he's just teasing Ray at first. He's like, man, you can't drive for crap. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> Barry starts drinking. He sits back, and then he's like, man, turn this BS off, the music. It was some yeah. kind of like slower music, and he cranks up the rock and roll. And then he gets out in the sunroof, and he's freaking screaming, hollering, got this bottle in his hand. I don't know if it's a bottle of Jack. I don't know what it was. But oh, it was some kind of whiskey. But they're like, Barry, get back in. Like, they're trying to calm him down. And he drops the bottle, and it hits Ray and rolls down into Ray's feet. Well, Ray's trying to get the bottle, but he's trying to also, you know, keep his eyes on the road. And then all of a sudden, boom. Big impact. They hit something. We don't know what it is. I mean, we do because we've seen the movie. I mean, yeah, yeah. But they hit something. It rolls up. It hits Barry. And they almost going to do a U-turn right in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. And then when they stop. Barry's got blood on him. And go ahead. I, I feel like during that whole setting, I feel like Barry would have been more injured. Like, yeah. he was in a sunroof. Not a lot of room in those things. Right. It was right on the bottom of his back. They were going at least 45 miles an hour. Yeah. And this body just rolls up the roof, <laughs> knocks him, and bends him backwards, and then he goes spinning and spiraling. This, yeah. dude, this dude should have had it broke back. Yeah, because when he sits down, all he does is he's like, oh, yeah. my, you know, like, wasn't nothing real big. Yeah. But it's funny because uh, Helen's like, oh, my God, you're bleeding. He goes, it's not mine. So when they get, they pull over and they get out of the car, 
she's like, was that a dog or something? He's like, there's no way that a dog would hit or do this much damage to the hood. Well, when Barry sees it, he starts flipping out. And, of course, he plays the blame game. He starts telling uh, Ray, Mm -hmm. uh, don't you know how to drive? You should have been watching. He's like, dude, he's like, I was trying to help you and watch the road. Right. I mean, really, if you want to blame anybody, it was Barry's fault for acting like an idiot. For sure. But, anyway, they're trying to see if if it was a dog or something like that. Well, Julie starts walking down a little bit down the road, her and uh, Ray. And as they got the flashlight, she starts screaming out of nowhere because she found the boot. Yep. She finds the boot. Then they uh, shine the flashlight, and there's the body of what we think is the guy that was on the cliff. Yep. And his face is all bloodied up, jacked up. He's missing his boot, you know, and he's got a tattoo on his arm. What did it say? Susie. Susie. That was it. So... They're flipping out, and they're and it's funny because Barry's like, "You gotta be kidding me!" And uh, he's like, "Check his pulse, Ray." But he's like, "I'm not doing." It. He's like, "Yeah, see if he's alive." And of course, Ray goes over there and checks his pulse, and there's no pulse. Nope. So, man, and, you know when you see scenes like this, the first thing you always, well, I do. What would you do in this situation? I'd have called nine one one right away. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, me and you kind of talked about this while they were arguing about what to do. My conscience would eat me alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah there ain't no way. Yeah, I'd I'd check and make see if the person was okay, and if I couldn't find the pulse, and then I'd call nine one one. Well, and as they're sitting there talking about what they should do and calling uh, the cops, Barry's like, "If you call the cops, they're gonna think we were all drinking. Mm-hmm. There's there's alcohol all over the car." Yeah, and was, Ray even says that Ray's like, "It's it's manslaughter." Yeah, it was Barry's car, mm-hmm. and the whole car smelled like alcohol. Yep. Barry's going to fail a sobriety test because mm-hmm. he's wasted. So they're not going to believe that Barry was, wasn't was driving. And that's what even Ray says. He goes, he goes, they'll never believe, because he wasn't driving. Yeah. But Ray's like, they're never going to believe I was driving. Yeah. And Barry's like, no matter who takes the fall, we're all going to fry. Mm-hmm. I mean, which, you know, like I said, if it, realistically yeah they would be in trouble but you know i I, i'm like you i'd I'd have to call i couldn't just get away with it but yeah for sure so they're trying to figure out what to do and julie is totally against it she's like no we have to call an ambulance and even uh barry's like uh what do we have to call him before he's dead she's like because you don't know that yeah you know you a doctor yeah yeah she starts slipping out and Slowly but surely, you can tell Ray, and Ray has no backbone in this movie. Ray's a wuss. <laughs> yeah, bad. But you can tell Ray's like confused on it too, and he was like, "Julie, I don't want to, I don't want to go to jail either." Yeah, it's you know his wonderful acting in this movie, right? And they're trying to figure out what to do, and he's like, "Barry's like, we, we dumped a body. It'll be weeks before they find him." And Ray's like, "If yes. they find him, currents are strong. Yeah, they'll carry it out to the ocean." And creatures may eat upon them, you know, and all that. And Julie has, she has not wanted to do anything. She don't want to do anything with this. And Helen's, of course, here comes Helen. She's like, let's just pretend it's just a bad dream. Mm-hmm. Well, finally, they start to pick up the body. And they hear a car or a truck coming around the corner. And they're like, oh, sh-. you know, we got to get, we got to get rid of the body. Get rid of the body. And I think it's uh, Barry and Ray. They tell the girls, stall them. And right. they're like, who is it? Well, sure enough, here comes Max in his truck. 
I do. I will say they played it pretty slick about getting the body over the railing, and then he was just sitting there acting like he was puking. Yeah, like yeah. he'd been drinking a lot. But it kills me because Max pulls up and he's like, "You guys having car trouble?" And Julie's like, "No." And she looks over, and you know that's when it looks like Barry's throwing up. She's like, "Barry got sick," and he's like, "What?" And we want to pull over you an accident. He looks in the rearview mirror and he can see the dent in the thing. He's like, "Daddy's gonna be mad." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it was hilarious because when Julie walks over and talks to him, she plays it off really well. Yeah. Like, you can't tell that anything was wrong. Well, Ray comes over. He's like, hey, Max, what's going on? And you can just see his eyes are darting back and forth, and he's just like, you know, you can tell something ain't right with Ray. And I love what Max says. Max, like, he goes, is there anything I can help you with? He goes, yeah, you can wipe that uh, my – or you can wipe that uh, my – Mm-hmm. Eat and grin and don't or whatever he says off your face. I mean, he's just like real blunt with him, man. And then Ray goes like, "Okay, we'll do." Yeah, like, no, like none whatsoever. He's just <sighs> yeah. And then he's sitting there, and it's funny because he's like, uh, "He's like, is there anything else?" He's like, "You got that whole rich boy thing down, don't you?" Mm-hmm. Like you can just tell Max doesn't like him. No, and I don't know why he don't like him. Well, he don't like. I can tell you right now, he don't like Ray. Because Ray and Julie are a thing. Mm-hmm. And he likes Julie. That's why he don't like Ray. Right. And, well, after Max finally pulls off, then we cut to the dock scene. Mm-hmm. So Barry and Ray, they are carrying the dude's body down the dock. Because <clears throat> they're fixing to dump him in the water now. Mm-hmm. And I would say they all agreed to doing it, but not really. <laughs> no. Barry came up with the idea. Pretty and much bull- bullied everybody into it. Well, and Ray, when his no spine, went along with it. And then the girls didn't really have a choice. Well, Julie was like, or Julie was like, nope, not going to happen. No. If she had her way. No, if she had her way, they'd be sitting at the side of the road talking to the cops right now. <laughs> right. But anyway, so they're taking the body down and they set the body at the edge of the dock. And... They're just kind of looking at the body for a minute, and then Julie's like, should we look and see if, who he is? Barry's like, why? Right. And she's like, because he's got a fit. Like, you know, she gets emotional over this. <clears throat> and uh, not Barry. Yeah, Barry and Race are arguing because uh, he's like, come on, help me get the body and let's dump it. And Ray's like, I don't think I can do it, Barry. And he's like, you got to be crap. You know, he's, he's, he's getting pissed off because he's like, we agreed to doing this. And finally, Helen's like, forget it. God, I'll do it myself, you know. And she leans down to dip the body over in the water. Well, the first jump scare of the movie. Yep. And I remember watching it, man. It scared the crap out of me. <laughs> she gets down to flip the body over, and the dude just wakes up out of nowhere and lunges toward her mm-hmm. and grabs the crown off of her head. And... Oh, I can't remember if it was... Yeah, it was yeah, Barry, I think. Barry just chunks him. Yeah, he just chunks him in the water. And she's like, my crown! <laughs> which, I mean, sorry. They're like, tough. And, which I do kind of get now. Because after thinking about it, yeah, she wanted a crown. But then again, if they did find a body and he's holding her crown. So, it did make sense. It I think that's sense. why. I think she wanted her crown because it was her crown. I think Barry jumped in the water to get her crown for that reason. Yeah, but it's funny because when when the guy goes into the water with the crown, he and he's holding it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, ha ah, ha! Look what I got. Mm-hmm. Barry dives in the water 
and goes down there to get them. Now, this was one of my things that I watch now and that didn't really set well, I guess. So Barry's swimming. He's going uh, all the way to the bottom of the lake. And the guy's just sitting there floating with the crown in his hand. Mm -hmm. Well, Barry grabs the crown, but he can't pull it. And he's kind of tugging at it, tugging at it. And all of a sudden, the dude's eyes open up. And Barry flips out, which that used to creep me out too. Well, Barry starts swimming up to the top, and the dude is watching him. Yeah. Why did they think he was dead after? You see what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of one of those things like, all right, if some kids just threw me in the water, mm -hmm. and I'm just sitting there like that, and I and if maybe I was knocked out when I hit the water and went in, but now I'm underwater, I'm conscious, <laughs> I'm not just going to sit there. Yeah, the dude's like just chilling. I'm like, oh, I don't know. He's just chilling on the bottom of it, just watching Barry go up. But that's what but that was my whole point of the thing is it's like they left the dock area thinking the dude's dead, but yeah. they but Barry saw his eyes open looking at him. I mean Yeah, it's I don't know. But I mean we're just we gotta remember that's how the script was written. This is true. <laughs> But anyway, so Barry gets the crown, he, and when he gets back on the dock, he just kind of slings it toward his girlfriend, Helen, and gives her the crown, and they walk off. This right here is the scene that made me mad. But Barry's leading. They're walking back to the car, and he's like, we make an oath right now, a pact that we never speak of this again. He goes, this is our future therapy bill. Agreed? <laughs> like that? <laughs> and... uh he looks over at um, Ray, and Ray's like, yeah, never never again. Agreed. By yellow belly, man. And then Helen says, Helen agrees to it. And then he's like, Julie? And she just nods. And he's like, don't you effing nod, you mm -hmm. say it. And she's like, yeah. That's all she says, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Dude. And we said this while I was watching the movie. Barry grabs her, slams her against the car, got his hand on her throat. And he's like, I want to hear you effing say it. And she was like, yeah, we take it to the grave. And all Ray does is, let her go, Barry. Don't do that, Barry. Yeah. I no. mean, what kind of boyfriend is that? He's not. He's <laughs> a girlfriend. I mean, he was terrible, man. Like, you you, you, my friend, right? Mm -hmm. If you threw my wife up against the car and had your hand around her neck, I mean, we fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is all there is too. We, yeah. We're fighting, right? That's it's crazy, man. But yeah, Ray had no backbone, man, not at all. And he even looked at her. And he's like, "You okay?" And then he, <laughs> she just rolled, you know, rose her eyes at him, like she was saying, "Where were you at?" <laughs> yeah. And so it cuts to one year later. Dum, dum, dum. Yep. And it's like at this college, and this girl comes in the dorm. And she's like, Julie, Julie. And Julie turns around. And I've always hated this look. How, uh, what, what's her real name? Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, how she spins around and looks at the camera. Because mm -hmm. she's supposed to be looking depressed. But I always hated it. I was like, that shot to me is like she tried too hard. <laughs> but she ain't got no makeup on. Her hair's all stringy and stuff. But she's still cool. No, she ain't. Anyway. And, oh, uh, we're fighting. Sarah Michelle Gale is way hotter. I don't know what's wrong with this dude. Anyway, nah. but yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so she turns around as you know, of course, she's supposed to be looking depressed, and her friend's like, 
quit being so sad. You need to get some sun. You're going back to your hometown. She's like, you know, get, you know, she's just telling her perk up. Mm -hmm. And it cuts to now they're She's driving Julie back to her house and she drops her off. She tells her, she goes, remember sun and fun. Have a good time. And pretty much you can tell that Julie is having trouble going back home because she don't want to be right. in that town that, you know, she committed this murder, she feels like. So she walks up to the house, and now we get introduced to her mom. And you could, t- you could tell that her mom's really trying, but Julie is standoffish. Yeah. Like, she just really don't know how to... I don't know. It's like she don't know how to be uh, sociable anymore. Well, yeah, she's it's like the last year her life has been guilt ridden with the fact that she was a part of a murder, right? And she don't she not coping well with it. Well, shows about a dinner table and they got like fish and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and you can tell she don't want to eat. She don't want to do anything, and it's funny because her mom's like, "Are you on drugs?" <laughs> and she's like, "What? No." And she goes, well, "I just had to get an honest uh, reaction out of yeah. it, you know, because she's not talking." And I, it really, honestly, she just tells her that she misses her daughter. Uh, we'll fast forward this scene. And then she hands her a, a, a letter. She goes, you got this letter. It doesn't say who it's from or nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, when she opens the letter, it says, I know what you did last summer. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. So she's like, oh, Mom, do you know anybody? Or do you know who, who sent this? And she's like, no, I don't. Crying the whole time. Yeah, she flips out over that. Mm-hmm. So it shows her getting in her car. She leaves, and we see this store, and it says Shivers. Did you notice that? It's yep. her last name on her? Yeah. Well, when she when Julie walks into the store, we get introduced. Well, yeah, this first time we get introduced to Elsa. Ain't it? No, 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 I'm sorry. Elsa was at the, the party a yeah, year later. Yeah, or earlier. Mm-hmm. But Elsa's there, and uh, she's like, Look what the cat drug in. Like, she's just a total B-word in this film, man. Yeah, Veronica Vaughn is not nice. Sonya Blade. Anyway. Anyway. So, <laughs> Julie walks up to her, and she's like, hey, uh, I, I was needing Helen's uh, number in New York. And she's like, well, I hate to burst your bubble. She goes, but Helen doesn't have a uh, number in New York. And she's like, why? She goes, you want to reach Helen, you just go over to the... Perfume uh, products. Women fragrance. Yeah. Ten like feet that. over there or something. And we see Helen over there. She's working at her dad's store. Uh-huh. And she sees Julie and she's like, hey, Julie, you know, like cause they haven't seen each other in a year. And it, this is pretty much just a catch up scene. Like she's asking Helen what happened in New York. She's like, I went, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah. You know, but you can get the gist that she got there. And it wasn't all glamorous like she thought. And mm-hmm. in the back of her mind, she still did this murder. So, you know, like I said, that, that would screw you up, dude. For sure. She shows Helen the letter that says, I know what you did last summer. And she's like, uh, well, this could be anything. And she's like, no, no, no. I can only think of one thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, nobody was there. She goes, uh, where's Barry at? And that's where it cuts to now they're going to Barry's house. They're going to show him the letter. And they're walking up to Barry's house, and it's funny because uh, she's like, uh, when's the last time you saw Barry? And she goes, do you even know if he's in town? She goes, yeah, I saw his car at the gym. And uh, she's like, what happened with you and Barry? That's all she says. She never says what happened. Helen never says what happened. All right. of a sudden, Barry comes up, and he's like, hey. He's like, he's like, 
what are you two doing here? And you're being a douche. Mm -hmm. And all that Helen says is, hey, Barry. Oh, she said, hey, Bear. Oh. Yeah. Whatever. It's a little pet name, man. It's cute. Oh, my. Don't ever do that again. I'm just saying. Don't ever do that again. So. Anyway, so it cuts to, and they're up like on his balcony or his little. Yeah, I guess what it is, isn't it? I don't know if they're little, up on the balcony or if they're on like a porch. It's up high though. And maybe it was that balcony. It may be. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, they're talking with Barry, and Barry's like, "It's a letter. I know what you did last summer." He's like, "You know, it's not a clue." He's like, "It's just a letter." And they're like, "He's like, I done a lot of things last summer." And Julie goes, "Yeah, but I can only think of one murder." <laughs> And it kills me because he snaps. He's like, you shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he still got that. It kills me because when he says it, he looks over to see what his mom's doing. Yeah. And his mom's on the phone. And he's like, we said we'd never speak of that again. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? He's like, he, he goes from being okay, dude, to bam. Yep. A little switch like, hey, he's pissed. It's the roids. Maybe. Could be. He's on Jaduth. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Have you ever seen Fifty First Dates? Have you? <laughs> the juice. <laughs> it oh kills. He's like, oh, the doctor tells him on Fifty First Dates. He's like, lay off the juice. It's not juice. It's a protein thing. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh my god. I think that's the first time I ever cracked you up. That's a good one. <laughs> but anyway, back to. Uh, I know what you did last summer <laughs> off of 51st dates. <laughs> um, not in lost my place. Now. Oh, and what, so after he snaps on them, they're trying to figure out exactly who sent it. And she says, he goes, we didn't know the guy's name. And that's when she finally says it was uh, David Egan. And it's Julie, the one that's looked up the info. So yeah. apparently this has been stressing her out so much over this year. She's trying to find details out about him. Well, she said it came out in the papers that they found his body. What, what was it like? It was a year <clears> like three way. days later. Three days after they dumped the, the body in the, the water, <clears throat> they found the body and it was in the papers. So, yeah. <laughs> I thought there was going to be more to that. You were just no, like, hmm, was. yeah, okay. Yeah. So... Anyway, so now they're like, what does Ray think about this? And she's like, I haven't spoke to Ray. We, we broke up last summer. So it goes to, or no, right before it goes to the dock, he says, Barry says, I know who did it. He goes, it's Max. And mm -hmm. she's like, Max? And he's like, he was the only one there. It has to be him. He has to be screwing with us. So then it cuts to now Barry, Julie, and Helen are walking and they see Max. Max working in, uh, what would you call that place? The Fish Harbor. Fish Harbor. And Barry tells him, he's like, y'all two stay here. And she's like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm just going to talk to him. Right. And he walks in, and Max is sitting there, and he's got these uh, crabs and everything in this bucket. And he looks over, and he sees Barry walking in. He's like, well, uh, what do he say? Look what the cat drug or something like that. He makes some smart like, yeah. comment to him. And he's like, hey, uh, Max, you care if we talk in private? Mm -hmm. And Max is like, <laughs> he kills me because, I don't know, it just, I, I like that actor. I yeah. think he good, does good. He kills because he looks at him and he's like, oh, this ain't private enough for you? <laughs> so they walk back in this room and he's like, yeah, what can I help you with? And Barry just grabs him and slams him and gets some ice. And he's like, what the hell, man? And he was like, we got your letter. You know, and, and you could tell that Max has no idea what's going on. Right. 
And he's like, I will. He's like, I'm not joking. I will kill you if you don't drop it right now. And he's like, Get the f off me. Like, mm-hmm. He he don't, he don't he don't believe him. Well, he ends up grabbing. Was that the ice pick? The hook. The hook. Yeah. And he puts it up to his face, and he says, "I'm warning you." And all he does is cuts him. I mean, he's a little bitty, but he does cut. He does end up cutting Max's face. Yeah. And he walks off. But I think he has one of the best lines <laughs> in the movie. He walks off, and uh, Julie and uh, Helen's like, <clears throat> what'd you say to him? He's like, don't worry. He ain't going to bother you again. You know, that's all he says. And then <laughs> Max hops up. He grabs that hook, and he's like, don't you test me, mother effer. He's like, I'll call the cops on your quarterback ass. <laughs> <laughs> but you would think, like, he's going to say, don't test me. I'll jack you up. Yeah, right. But, no, he's going to call the cops on him. So I, I was, that just kills me. And now all of a sudden, Ray pops up. <clears throat> He's got a tendency of doing that in this movie. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Yeah. And this is the first time Ray and Julie have seen each other in a long time. Since, <clears throat> I'm guessing, the last summer. Yeah. And <clears throat> Barry even says, oh, you become a fisherman, huh? He's like, yeah, just like my old man. And Barry's like, okay, well, anyway, I'm out. I'm out. See y'all later. He walks off. And then Ray's like, can I speak to you, Julie? And Helen walks off. She's like, I'll just call you later. And pretty much all he's doing is just trying to see how she's doing. Right. And even at, don't he, I think he even asked her, he's like, uh, so how's school? And then she's just like, so you become a fisherman. Yeah. Like she totally. She didn't want no small talk conversation. Right. And he, um, he says, yeah, he says, I've become a father. She goes, I didn't, I thought you didn't know your father. And he's like, I didn't, but you know, right. This is where he worked at. And, but it's weird because he's like, I miss you. And he's just talking with her. He, and she kills me. She's like, I know. She goes, but she makes a comment. She says, uh, I don't blame you. Because, you know, he says, I feel like you blame me for everything that happened. She goes, I don't blame you, but I don't want to know you either. <laughs> and she just yeah. takes off running. It's like weird. What do you mean? You don't, What is this? I don't want to know you. Yeah. It's a woman thing, man. He, I guess, man. It got, it got in her feelings, I guess. But now we get to the first death scene of the film. Such a good one. And to me, it's the best one. I think it is. So Max is over there, and you you can tell he's hot. He's got the ice pick, and he walks by uh, all these blocks of ice, and he just slams the hook on it, walks off, and goes, gets this big bucket of crabs, and he's separating what he's doing, putting in the steamer. And the whole room is just lit up with, like, steam, the Mm -hmm. mist from the steam. And as he's unloading his bucket, you see a shadow walk by. Well, he looks up, he sees, you know, he saw the shadow, but he don't know who it is. And he sticks his head a little forward. Nobody's there. So then he goes back down. He starts putting the crabs back in the, the I'm going to guess that was hot water. That's like boiling pots almost. Is that what it was? I think so. And as he looks up one last time, here comes the fisherman, the killer. Mm-hmm. And dude, he takes this hook. He took the hook. Shoves it right up in his what? What do you say? His lower jaw. His lower jaw, right through the bottom of his lower jaw. Yeah, and I thought it looked really good. Like it wasn't no CGI crap. Nope. It was actual makeup. Yep. He hooked him like a fish. <laughs> Just drug him across the little table. Yeah, I like that. Oh man. So to me, I mean, easily, was, easily the best death scene in the entire movie. Yes, and it was the first one. I yeah. dug that. So yeah. they really hit you with a good one. I, I, yeah, they set the mood right. Yep. 
Well, then it cuts to later that night. Now Barry's heading to the gym. The Southport Muscle is what mm-hmm. the name of this gym was. And it's just all it is, is like a little quick montage of Barry working out. Well, Barry goes to his locker, and you can hear another locker shut. And he kind of looks around. He's like, hello? Doesn't hear anything. Or doesn't hear anything. Doesn't get a response. So then it cuts to him going in the shower. And as he's in the shower, we see the shadow again. Somebody walk by. And, of course, he does the classic, oh, hello. You know, yeah. like, I mean, I mean, what's it matter if somebody else is in there? Like, what are you going to do? You're naked, and then you're just hollering for whoever's in there. That's what I'm saying. It's just a gym. So anyway, after he's coming back to his locker after he got out of the shower, um, as he goes actually up to the thing, he sees his locker. I mean, there's a photograph. He pulls a photograph out, and it says on the back of it, um, I know. And then when he flips it over, it's a picture of his car that somebody had just recently taken. It was a Polaroid Yeah, right outside the gym. But it's funny because as he looks up, did you notice you could hear the thing? The Mm -hmm. little thing like he... So he's in there with him somewhere. So Barry, at this time, his locker's closed. Barry goes and he looks on the other side of the gym to see, or the locker room, to see if there's anybody in there. And there's not. But when he comes back, the locker's open now. So he walks up to it and his jacket's missing. And I'm guessing that's the one I had. His, it was black. And it had his name on the side. Yeah, it was it was like, like a, a school jacket. Yeah, it's almost like a Letterman jacket almost. Yeah, and he's like, where the freak's my jacket at? So he gets pissed, slams the locker door. Or he hurts, gets dressed, slams the locker door, and he goes and talks to, I guess, the guy's the owner of it. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, is anybody else here? And he's like, nope, just me and you. And all of a sudden you hear his car fire up, and he runs outside, and the killer is in Barry's car. Mm-hmm. Driving fast as crap backwards. Yeah, he, he drove good, though. Yeah, he did. And Barry kills me because Barry just hauled balls chasing this car. And all of a sudden, the car stops in the middle of the road, and Barry comes up, and he thinks it's Max because he's the – I think he even makes a comment. He's like, Max, I'm going to effing kill you. Yeah. Or Max, you're dead. Something like Something that. Something like that. To yeah. that effect. Now, here's where I had you rewinding. Yep. I noticed it when I first saw it years ago, and I was wanting to see if Randy was going to catch on to it. And it's just something real small. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to knock no points. <laughs> but Barry runs up to the car, and his collar is flipped up. Well, it shows the car, cuts back to Barry, and his collar still flipped up. Well, then it cuts back to the car again for the second time, cuts back to Barry, and his collar's down, like nice and neat. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, the lights come on. Don't he shine the lights? Yeah, the it, goes, killer? it goes back to the car and the lights come on. Then it goes back to Barry. And his collar's all jacked up again. Yep. So just a little small blooper that they didn't catch on there. But anyway, so he books it, takes off. Now the killer's chasing him, trying to run him over in his own car. And, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they get all the way down there, almost to the gym, didn't quite make it there. Gary cut, or Gary, good God. <sighs> Barry hangs a left, well, all of a sudden the car gets right up on him and just runs him through. What would you call that? Just, I mean, it, to me, it was almost like a little metal billboard thing. Yeah. It was just like a big, I don't know. I always just thought it was just a big wall, but he knocks him through it. He run, I mean, he actually hits him while he's on the hood. And he throws him through it and he lands on all this wood. It's like right next to the, the boating deck. Mm-hmm. And, I will give Barry his props, man. I mean, he he rolling over. He was still in there. He was still kicking, boy. He rolls over, and all of a sudden, 
we see the killer's feet getting out of the car and he starts flipping out. He starts screaming, somebody help me. Mm-hmm. Now, I love this scene right here. One, the aerial view. It looks like they stuck a camera on a, a light pole. And you see the carnage all around them. You see the broken wood. You see uh, Barry laying there screaming for help. And you just see the killer, the fisherman, just slowly walking toward them. Mm-hmm. I like that camera shot. It's yeah. a steady camera shot. Well, then it cuts to Barry flipping out, screaming, somebody help me. But then the killer walks into the frame, but it's from Barry's view. Yeah, and it's like all from the ground. Yes. Yeah, it's a and good he, shot. And he's man. upside down? Yes. And uh, what is the thing that he wears? What, what do they call him? Call it a slicker. Slicker. For it just being a slicker, a fisherman slicker, they did the lighting perfect where it looks creepy. Man, I don't care if it's a slicker or not. That thing's terrifying. What's like? I see somebody coming at me in the dark with one of them things on. I'm running. Well, and then as he's laying there screaming, <clears throat> he even asks the killer. He's like, "What do you want?" And like that, and he's like, "I'm sorry," you know. And he, the killer, reaches in his uh, slicker, pulls out the hook, mm-hmm. and Barry really starts flipping out. He's like, "I'm sorry," you know. He's flipping out. Yeah. The music is even. They 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 fit the score, the music, whatever you want to call it, with the scenes so good. Yeah. But I love that the camera zooms in on. Well, you can't see his face, but it's on the face part of the killer, and you totally can't even see his eyes or nothing. And then it just fades off. Yep. So you don't know what happened to Barry. But... You can assume. Yeah, yeah. You definitely think that uh, he's a little worse for the wear. Well, the next scene is Barry in a hospital. Yeah, so he's still alive. (laughs) Yeah, you remember the scene pretty good? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and talk for a minute. Let me you, you make, make you talk. Yeah, talk. Clear my throat. Go ahead. So they're in there and they're all arguing back and forth. Barry's just like, it's just <laughs> basically he just thinks it's somebody just just jacking around with him. Yeah. But everybody, well, mainly Julie. Julie is the one that really thinks that it's it's somebody that was there that night, while Barry is just trying to convince everybody that it's just somebody you know messing with them, trying to get underneath their skin. Well, then Ray is, Ray just starts talking and then Barry gets pissed off. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for most of the movie, that just happens. I yeah. mean, which I don't know why, but Ray says something and then Barry's like, you own a slicker, you're a fisherman. So basically he's trying, he's throwing those accusations at Ray. And this was the part where I was like, come on, Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr., you could have acted better. He's like, he's like, speaking of fishermen, don't you own a slicker? And they all look at him, and he and he looks back at Julie, and he looks around. Ray doesn't. He's like, "Don't you put this off on me?" Yeah. I was just like, "Oh my yeah, gosh!" It was terrible. It was so bad. But now that and they can't find um, Max either. Yeah, he's gone. But they don't know he's dead yet. But you know, they uh, he's in Julie's trunk. Barry still thinks that uh, it has to be uh, Max. Yeah. Excuse me. Well, after the hospital scene, it cuts to Julie on a computer, her and Helen, mm-hmm. and they look up, oh, what is his name? David Egan. David Egan. And it goes to a wreck he was in with which he had his fiance Susie Willis, in the car. And they had a bad accident, a car wreck, and she died, and he pretty much left with only scrapes and bruises. Yeah. 
and he is, you know, he felt guilty over that. So now they realize, okay, he was engaged to this Susie Willis, and it was what? Yeah, it was exactly a year before that. So it was yeah. on the fourth of July. Mm-hmm. So now it cuts to Helen and Julie, and they're heading to the uh, Egan's house. And it's funny because she's like, Helen's like, so uh, what's the game plan? We're just going to knock the door and be like, hey, uh, we killed your brother. Or we, we killed your son. That's what she said. We killed your son a year ago. Yeah, and, and think about it was, was when they were looking through the records and everything like that, it, it pulls up the one from where his fiance died in the wreck. <clears throat> but then it pulls up one where they found his body. Yeah. And they call it an accidental drowning. Right. So the whole thing, they found the body that they supposedly dumped. Mm-hmm. But they, everybody just chalked it up to an accidental drowning. Right. Doesn't make sense to me, though. Like, how would that be? In, if you found a body in the water three days later, and granted, it's going to be a bit waterlogged, decomposed, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But would they not have done an autopsy? Would you not see all the... Because when they dumped him in the water, he had all these scrapes and bruises and cuts on his face. Right. So, I don't know. Unless they thought he fell. And, man, a lot of uh, sea creatures can chew away at that, too. That, that's true. That's true. So, but it feel, it kills me because, like I said, it, just the way Helen's like, so what's the game plan, you know? Like, what are we going to say to these people? And then as they're walk, they finally, you know, walk up to the door. Helen makes that comment. She's like, we're just going to, or Julie says, we're just going to knock on the door and introduce ourselves. And Helen's like, yeah, Jodie Foster tried that. And a serial killer answered the door. <laughs> Which was a reference to Silence of the Lambs. Buffalo which, Bill. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was hilarious. But so they go up to the they go up to the door and nobody answered the door. And it's funny because Helen's like, Well, all right. Uh I guess it was time to leave. And then Julie continues to walk around the house and she goes up to she climbs up. Uh, I think it's like wood or something. Yeah, something like that. She climbs up to the window to uh, look inside, and Helen's like, oh, now we're breaking and entering. And all of a sudden, we hear somebody say, can I help you? And now we're introduced to Missy Egan, which is David's sister, we find out. Mm -hmm. And it's just the way she, I can't think of the actress's name. Anne Hish. Yes, thank you. And it's weird because the only other movie that I readily remember. Hold her on, in, hold on. I bet it's the same movie I'm thinking of. Harrison Ford. Oh, oh John Q. John Q. Yep, she played the nurse, uh, the uh, hospital administrator. Yeah, that's right. She did. That's the first thing that pops in my. See, head. I was thinking of uh, six days, seven nights, whatever. She's trapped on the oh, island with Harrison yeah. Ford. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so. They start talking to Missy, but it's the way that every time her character shows up, she's creepy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They give you that vibe like, mm, you're not really wanting it here. Right. But she play, uh, Julie plays it off. She's like, oh, uh, our car broke down, and uh, we were just going to see if we could use your phone. And Missy's like, yeah. Follow, you know, So they go in the house with uh, Missy, and she says that telephone's in there, you know, showing her where she's at, and Julie's just trying to get information is all she's trying to do. She's just like, so you live here by yourself? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, there's the phone. Like, she's trying to get them. Yeah. To me, it seems like she's trying to get them in and out. But it's funny because Julie's like, hey, uh, why don't you go ahead and call Triple H, Jody? 
you know, she tells that to Helen because she don't want her to know her real name. She's and, like, okay. I don't even remember what she Angela. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> and it's funny because Missy's just like, do what? What's wrong with you guys? Yeah. <clears throat> so Helen goes off that like she's calling AAA. And Julie's just trying to get um, information from her. But it's funny because as soon as Helen turns around to go make the phone call, she runs into a slicker. Mm-hmm. And they both stare at each other, Helen and Julie. Well, finally, when Helen go- Helen goes in there to make the phone call, Julie starts talking to her about, uh, oh, who- who's this? Like, she sees the pictures of him. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's my brother, David. And anyway, they're just shooting the bull, talking about trying to get info on if anybody. Um, if he had any friends. Yeah. And Helen walks back after she acts like she called the. Triple A, and Helen's. She plays a slick because uh, Missy's like, "Hey, can I get y'all a glass of tea?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's, that sounds good." Well, when Missy walks off in the kitchen, Helen's like, "Hey, who was uh, David's friend? The one you know? She's trying to come up with something." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I don't know." And she goes, "Yeah, the guy like you know, always hung out with him." Yeah, and then finally she's like, uh, I, "I didn't ever know any of his friends." She said, "Well, he, there was one guy that come by to pay his respects." And uh, they said, uh, what he looked like? And he, she was like, oh, he went to school with him. He was tall. You know, she's like, what'd she say? He was uh, charming or something like that. Yeah. And she says, we, we kind of flirted for a couple minutes, but. I got she said, sense he didn't want to be around me. Yeah. She was like, I think it hurt too much. Yeah. And they're like, do you know his name? And she's like, Billy, Billy Blue. They're like, got a name now. Mm-hmm. Billy Blue, they believe is going to be David's uh, best friend that's. They think is a suspect. Yeah. So it cuts to Helen and Julie in the car, and it's funny because uh, Julie tried to make the comment. She's like, "Oh, we need to go to the car because Triple H is going to be coming." So they're sitting in the car and they're talking, and Julie's like, "We have ruined uh, this family. We've mm-hmm. ruined their lives." And Helen's like, "Maybe he wanted to die." Because, you know, his girlfriend died it in that a, accident a year before. It was a year anniversary from when his girlfriend died. So maybe he did, you know. Right. And it's funny because they're sitting there talking, and here comes Missy again. <clears throat> but she, like, beats on the window. She's like, hey! <laughs> yeah. Like that. And Julie rolls down the window, and she goes, here. And she, will she forget her cigarettes? Her cigarettes, yeah. It's hell on cigarettes, but she forgot them. And she's like, got your car started, huh? She's like, yeah, just fire right up. She goes, that's the darndest thing. And they just take off. Yeah, she, while she's sitting there leaning on the car, she's like, yeah, it's funny how that happens. She just kind of slowly takes Julie off. Julie does? Yeah, yeah, that's rude. Why man. she just, you know, Missy's just sitting on the car. And she just drives away. Yeah, and the way she stares at him when they drive off. <laughs> she's really creepy. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she played it real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see, but... Uh, oh so now we cut to helen and she's going to her her house yep well she walks in her house and she goes into the living room and her dad's sitting there watching a baseball game and she's like hi dad and he don't even acknowledge her oh i don't know if he's drunk or what i mean it looked like he was drinking some scotch he was drinking something but he never acted drunk but he just didn't acknowledge her so maybe just when he was invested in his ball game maybe i get that way with football sometimes well, she goes into the kitchen and he gets a Diet Coke. She's pouring it in the glass. Well, all of a sudden it cuts back to the dad and we see the front door opening again. You can see the light coming in and it's the fisherman. Uh-huh. 
the way they lit this movie with him was awesome because it was like a, a shadow, a silhouette was coming together. Yeah. It never looked like a guy sitting, you know. Right. And, and they did it perfectly to where you could tell that, like, you could see, like, subtle outlines of his face. Yeah. But you can never get enough detail on his face. Right. It was, yeah, they did a really good job. So, this is one of my, I don't know why, but this was one of my favorite scenes because even when I was younger, it was always kind of a little, little trippy. It's all because of the breathing. Well, it's the breathing, but when he walks in, he pulls the, the hook out. Mm-hmm. She's drinking the Coke. Well, all of a sudden, it looks like he's going toward her, but he's not. She sets the Coke down. She comes around the corner, and he's gone. But the camera is at the end of the steps going up to her bedroom, and they timed it perfect because as she's turning the corner to go up the steps, we can see at the top of the steps the fisherman is going in her room. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like perfect time. Yeah, it looked really good. So, once again, a great camera shot. A good camera shot. Really good camera shot. Well, she goes in her room and she's kind of just like she gets changed, but as she's changing, you can hear his breathing, which again reminded me of Black Christmas. <laughs> you, th- you thought I was gonna say Michael Myers, didn't you? I was hoping you, you were instead of shaking that head, yes, and I said that you just stop. <laughs> Terrible movie, man. Why? But you know, Why? but in Black Christmas, how he was heavy breathing. All the movies that there's heavy breathing in it, you pick Black Christmas. Because that's what it reminded me of. So stupid. Jeez. Terrible movie. Nah. 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 Boys, what you gonna do with them pies? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got you in a better mood. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> it's not juice. It's protein fake. <laughs> so she gets Helen gets dressed. She gets her little nightgown on or whatever. And she goes over to her little mirror. And it's got her crown and all that stuff. Because tomorrow she's got to be in the parade. Yep. And, of course, there's freaking, what's her sister's name? Elsa. Elsa comes in and, like, grabs her shoulder. It scares the daylights out of her. And she's like, oh, having flashbacks. <laughs> you know? Always just being a smart Elsa. She's, she's, like, she's a douche right there with Barry. Like, they did not make her a character that I could, I even cared about. No. But she tells her, I need you come in and work in tomorrow's inventory. I need you come in at 10 o'clock. She's like, I can't. She goes, I got to ride in the parade tomorrow. And uh, her sister's like, well, dad put me in charge of the store and I need you there at 10. And she goes, I have to ride in a parade. There's nothing I can do about it. It's a a tradition. Mm -hmm. And as she's saying it, she's brushing her hair and her sister looks at her and she says, you and your hair. And she turns around and walks off. But I I like what Helen's response was. She was like, you can go now, you know. Well, it cuts to the next morning. She wakes up, and her crown is sitting on her head. And as she takes the crown off of her head, she realizes her hair is coming with that crown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, dude, he cut her hair all up. Murdered her hair. And she starts flipping out, which I, I, I think her acting in this movie was really good. Oh, yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar is a really good actress. Well, I think she did the best in this movie. Yeah, she did a really good job. And she's flipping out, man, because her hair is coming out in her hands. And she looks on the mirror, and all it says is soon. And she starts freaking screaming, and she starts mm-hmm. smashing the mirror with her hands. Which I thought was a little excessive. You would, too. You're just I'm jealous because you ain't got no hair to cut. He went there. Yep, sure did. You bald, too. I choose to be bald. I do too. <laughs> Let your hair grow out. I bet it looks just like mine. No, mine's worse. I ain't got no hair. I ain't hardly got nothing. 
But I mean, why would she just punch the mirror though? She was flipping out. I mean, I flipped out a bunch of times. I never punched them. Well, why are you getting up looking at yourself in the mirror? It's a good point. Exactly. Anyway, so the next scene I'm gonna let you talk about. It's where Julie hears the noise in her car. She's heading to meet. Oh, because she gets the phone call from uh, Helen. She gets the phone call from Helen because Helen's got her hair all jacked up. So Julie's in her house, and she's freaking out. So she runs downstairs. She jumps in her car. She takes off. Well, she's driving down the road, and she she keeps hearing scratches. So she looks back in her, her back seat, and her hat is sitting in the back seat. When she turns back around, she keeps driving some more, and she keeps hearing the scratches. Well, then it shows her. Pulling over, she gets out. She goes to the trunk of her car, and she's hearing these noises. And she, it does the the suspenseful music while she's walking. She slowly walks. She, she's not taking her eyes off the trunk. Well, she finally goes over, opens the trunk, and it's full of crabs. One of the crabs moves, and it's Max's body. Yes, just being eaten by crabs. And it looked good too. It looked really good. I mean, I think there was ice. Was there ice in there? No. Was it just crabs? I think it was just crabs. Yeah, it was just crabs. But she flips out. She backs up. She freaks. She goes. She closes the trunk. Takes off running. She's scared. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would be too if I found a dead body in my trunk. She run, She's Apparently, she's close enough to Helen's house where she goes, gets Helen and yeah. Barry. <clears throat> Excuse yeah, me. Because, you know, Barry had to go over there and help Helen after she got hacked. All her hair hacked off. Right? I mean. Wouldn't you do? I mean, yeah. I'd probably, I'd, I'd go help him out for sure. Right? So, when they get back to the vehicle, though, she's she's trying to tell him. She's like, it, it was uh, Max. And Barry's like, are you sure it was, are you, come on now. You know, like, he right. don't believe it. And she's like, I'm not making it up. <laughs> she's like, I opened a trunk and there was Max's dead body and all these crabs was around him and, on top of them and stuff. And she goes, here, you do it. She hands him the keys to open the trunk. And when he pops the trunk open, the camera is like in the trunk. As the uh, door opens, they're just kind of looking at it. It's spotless. It's clean. And it's funny. She's like, no. She's like, he was here. And he goes, uh, what happened? You think the crabs uh, <laughs> carried walked, him away? Carried him away? Yeah. Yeah, that killed me, man. But, uh, <laughs> She starts flipping out. Yeah, you, here, you tell about the her flipping that part out. Oh, my gosh. It was, all right, look. Jennifer Love Hewitt is a great actress. Hands down. She starts flipping out, and she's cussing Barry because he's like, look, you're, you're, you're freaking. And she was like, no, it's somebody he's messing with us, and he's trying to. Do. So she turns around, and she's like, we're right here. What do you want from us? And she does this little twirl. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Yeah. What are you waiting for? And she does this little twirl. What are you waiting for? Yeah. It was it was it was so bad. Yeah, because they know he's watching now. Yeah. But yeah. the twirl, I mean, come on. The twirl was unnecessary. <laughs> it made no sense. Maybe she improv it. Well, she don't need to do that no more. <laughs> it was so bad. And I hate saying bad things about Jennifer Love Hewitt. So they go now to find Ray. And they go to Ray's house. And it's funny because as soon as here he comes again, here comes Ray. And he's like, I've been looking all over for you guys. Bad acting and all. And I don't know. It's just they set it up so often that you were like, it's him. Yeah, it was like. 
Which it makes sense because the same the guy that wrote this wrote Scream. And how many times in Scream? What's Craven wrote Scream, Dumbo? Where the director. This isn't what it's Craven either. This dude has something to do with Scream. It's too much like Scream. I promise I, you. I'm gonna look this up. No, yeah, you're gonna have to look it up. Cause uh hold up. My friend, I got it right here. Kevin Williamson wrote this script before Scream in 1996, but he was unable to sell it. Following the big success of his next screenplay, Scream, Columbia Pictures immediately bought I Knew What You Did Last Summer. So Kevin Williamson wrote the script Oh, okay. before he wrote Scream. I, was, I knew he didn't direct so it. Now, I know, okay, I knew it wasn't a director or whatever, but he was screenplay writer. Anyway, okay. too much of this is similar for it not to be. Because how many times in Scream did they make it out to be like it was somebody that it wasn't? Right, right. And then it turned out that that person would end up dying or something like that. But yeah, through the whole movie, like after the murder and they started getting the notes and stuff like that, Ray was suspect number one. Yeah, and it's funny because when they see Ray and he makes a little comment, I've been looking everywhere for you guys. Yeah. Barry's like, I bet. And he just walks up and knocks his block off. Decks him hard. Yeah, and the girls grab a hold of him. They're like, stop it. And he's like, "What? what's going on? And he's finally, he's just had enough and he's, Flat out calling Ray the killer, and he was like, "Don't play with us, man. You've never, you never was accepted with us. You just always wanted to be our friend." Mm-hmm. And of course, you know they start arguing, and he just—how does he convince him that it's not him? Well, he's like, "I got a, uh, I got a letter too." Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's what he says. He goes, "He's after me too." Yeah. He says, "I got a letter," and or uh, Barry was like, "Oh, you got a letter? I got." Hit, hit by a car and Julie got a dead body in the trunk and, and Helen got her hair cut off and you got a letter. That pretty much evens everything out. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, no, you ain't getting us, bud. That was another thing right there is when Ray says, I got a letter. Yeah. They did make it sound like, okay, this dude right here. No, when he said that, I'm all like, we just got a letter. <laughs> the way he said it was just terrible. Wow. Yeah. My blues clues on you. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so uh, when they say we finally got a name, they're like, he's like, who? And he's like, because now they're back in Helen's house, I believe. Remember, they're in her bedroom. Yeah. And, uh, well, gosh dang it, what's her name? Julie says, uh, Billy Blue. And as soon as she says that, if you watch Ray... You can see the look on his eyes. Yeah. And she's like, I think we need to take, because they're looking at the yearbook. Yeah. And she's like, I think we need to take the yearbook to Missy, or um, yeah, Missy, and have her point out who's this Billy Blue. Right. And it's so funny because you could tell that Ray is trying to come up with something. He's like, I'm not, I'm not going out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was like, high school mugshots? And finally, Julie's like, I'll do it. She goes, I'll go back out there. And she tells Barry to stay with uh, Helen. She's like, and Helen, you go do the parade. She's like, I, don't, I can't. I'll go with you. She goes, no, you don't need to miss the parade. So anyway, so then it cuts to now they're at the parade and Barry's sitting on the end of the float while Helen's up there in her nice crown or dress. She's waving at the crowd. She got her hair fixed quick. Yeah, she did. I mean, her hair was perfect. Yeah. What's that all about? I don't know what the time frame different, like what the timeline is between but when her hair got cut off and how long she had to wait. Right. But 
So she's up there waving, and she's trying to keep her eyes out or her eyes open to see if she can find the killer. And of course, this town is a fishing town, so everybody's got a slicker. Yep. Well, she finally sees one of the, which he did look like the killer. He's off in the far back, right? And she screams at Barry <clears throat> and tells Barry, "There he is over there." Well, he starts to stop, uh, storm off. Well, Barry hops off the float and starts chasing after this dude. And he's knocking people over. Well, it does look like the killer the way he's walking. Yeah. He did, really he did a good job on it. Yeah, it really does look like the same guy. And Barry just jumps on him and tackles this guy. And when he flips him over, it's an old dude. Poor old dude almost had a heart attack. You see his eyes like rolling yeah, back. He was rolling around. Uh, he was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, the sun. <laughs> he was like, the sun was in his eyes. So, but now Barry's left. Uh, Helen on the parade, which I mean, it ain't nothing gonna happen anyway. No. And Julie is finally back at Missy's house. She brought the yearbook, and you can hear some old country music playing. She's looking around. She goes. She goes up to the front door, and she hears a noise around back. So she starts going around, and out of nowhere, here comes freaking Missy with a. That a knife. A knife with blood all over it. But it was good, cool the way they shot it because it made it look like she was coming at you, you know, yeah, with the really, knife. Yeah, I thought she was freaking take her head off. And Julie, like, hurry, puts her hands up. She's like, hey, it's, it's just me, Missy. You remember me? You know. Well, then it cuts to back to the parade, and Helen's on the parade, uh, the float, I mean. She's waving, and finally we see the killer. He's up on. What was he on? Like the roof? This looks like he was on the roof of one of the shops or something. But it was cool because the whole time she's sitting there waving and she's scanning the crowd and it's like everywhere she looks, there's somebody in a slicker. Right. And she can't, you know, she's like spazzing out when then she looks at the roof and she sees that one and it's just, you know, the guy's just staring at her and then she stares him down and then he reaches in and pulls out the hook mm-hmm. and he just kind of holds it. I thought he was going to do the whole... The Undertaker thumb to the throat. Oh, yeah. Because the way he picked it up and had it his throat almost. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, she finally, yeah, so now she knows for a fact it's him. And then it just cuts to back to Missy and Julie talking. And she's talking to her. She's trying to get more info. And she finally, Missy's like, whoa, 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 what's this about? Uh-huh. And she's like, I don't think your brother was, it was an accident. She goes, I know it wasn't an accident. And she's like, what do you mean? And Missy's like, he killed himself. And she's like, well, how do you know that? And she goes, I found a letter that he wrote. And she says, I didn't show the insurance people because I wouldn't have been able to collect the money on a suicide. So she goes and gets a note. And all it says is, I will never forget last summer. But it looks identical to the notes the other people are getting. Mm-hmm. You know, that I know what you did last summer. And she starts flipping out. And Helen, or not Helen, Julie does it. She's like, uh, Missy, your brother did not commit suicide. And she starts trying to tell her what they did to you before. Right. But finally, she figures out, wait a minute. Yeah, she mentions the fact that the guy that they hit had a tattoo of his arm that had Susie written on it. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Missy says, David didn't have a tattoo of Susie. You know, he, he, I don't know what you saw, but you didn't see David. Right. And that's when uh, she realizes, oh, my God, this it was not your brother. And then she takes off, and it just cuts to the beauty pageant. They're back at the beauty pageant. And Helen has to sit to the side because she's last year's winner. And um, 
Barry tells her before, before you know, she goes out there, he's like, I'm going to be watching from the balcony. Ain't nothing going to happen to you, I promise. Well, now it's at the thing, and there's an older woman. I, she ain't too old. She's probably in her late 40s. She's up there in a bikini dancing. But she, she huh? She might be in her late 40s. <clears throat> but she's sitting there singing, and it's so funny because uh, Helen's just watching her, and she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, huh? But the whole time it's showing the woman singing and Helen's watching her, Helen can see up in the balcony there's Barry watching her. Mm-hmm. And they've already got sort of kind of like doing a, a connection again. Yeah, they'll do the little shadow. Yeah, the shadows and stuff come up. But you, yeah, you can see between the two of them, they're like trying to rekindle that old flame. Yeah, because they, they almost did it. Not did it, but they almost rekindled it when they were on the float. When yeah. he turned around and looked at her and smiled at her. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Throat's getting dry. As is the woman still singing when she sees the guy? Okay. Yeah. The woman is singing, and finally she looks up at Barry, and she sees the fisherman that's coming up behind Barry. Well, Helen gets up and screams, and she's like, Barry, you know, she's hollering for him. And when Barry turns around, the fisherman grabs him and just starts going to town on him, this mm-hmm. hook. In my notes, I wrote, Barry's death scene, corny. It was, it was, yeah, it was bad. I, it was that, there was, I didn't, I mean, the sound, you know, every time that was cool, but nothing but the shadow showing the shadow when, when she's, she's running through the crowd yelling for somebody to help them and the crowd's just kind of slowing her down and, and telling her to calm down or whatever. And the whole time you see the shadow of the fisherman, it's just going up and down, it's just up and down. Yeah. And it's all, and when it shows Barry, it's just close up on his face and he's just, Ugh, yeah, Ugh. it was your corny, but classic slasher death. Right. Right. But, I, I re- if they were going to take him out, it should have been a lot better. Well, yeah, he should have gone down fighting because I mean he was a douche, mm-hmm. but he was also the toughest of the four of them. Right. He was like, he, you know, he wasn't afraid to get in there and mix it up. So, as the crowd's holding her, she starts screaming, and she finally gets him to let go. And this a cop, this officer comes around, and she's like, "He's killing my friend. He's killing him." And he's like, "Who?" She goes up in the balcony. Well, they go up in the balcony. And there's nobody there, nothing. But they didn't see the blood on the edge of the wood. Mm-hmm. The arm, it was almost like the, the ledge. Yeah. Well, it cuts to she's down there, and she's crying. And the cop's like, you know, uh, hon, I'm going to go ahead and take you home. And she's like, you got to believe me. He's he's dead. And it's funny. As she's getting up, she's holding the crown. And the guy that hosted it the year before, he's like, oh, we're going to need that. Yeah. He takes the crown from her. Insult to injury. Yeah, didn't care nothing about the fact that she was sad. So it cuts to the, she's in the back of the cop car and he's taking her home, and he's just being a douchebag to her. That's the way I took it. I mean, yeah, she's telling him what happened in the stories and everything that has happened, and he's just he's writing it off as urban legends because he had mentions the hook and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and he's just kind of yeah, oh yeah, you know these kids and their pranks type things and that's what she says she says you need to be looking out looking for the killer that killed my or that killed barry and he's like i'm sure barry's just cr- uh playing a prank on you and all that stuff yeah. well as they're going through town there is a roadblock you know they've got a little what do you call that a, <clears throat> a road barrier look right like. there you go road barrier and he sees it and the cop stops he's like oh we're gonna have to take the alley mm-hmm. well as he goes into the alley we see 
a guy working on his truck, kind of block. He's not blocking the whole alley, but he's in the way enough where you. And the officer's like, um, he stops. He tells Helen, he's like, I'm gonna get out real quick and see uh, what I can do for this guy. And he gets out and he starts walking over to the truck. Helen realizes, wait a minute, that's him. Mm-hmm. That's the killer. And he's like, can, and the officer's like, can I help you with anything? What seems to be the trouble? And she starts screaming for the officer and she's like that's him that's him and as the officer turns around and looks at her the killer's already come around the side of the truck with his hook out mm-hmm. and i didn't think this one was bad he just he gets him in the gut one good time it was one of those those classics you don't see it happen but they do the swift you know gut to the or the hook to the gut and the cop who shows a shot up or the the face of it, the a close-up shot of his face. Right. And it just kind of gasps. Well, then it shows him kind of thrusting a second time, and then they do the classic blood on the second thrust mm-hmm. out of his mouth. And then it drops, and I really like how it looks when he drops them to the ground. Yeah. He's just kind of letting them down with the hook. Yep, yep. Yeah. I like that, too. That was a good shot. Uh, another shadow yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, he sees Helen, and Helen is trying to get out of the back of the cop car, which, of course, is always locked. So she's able to bust out the window and get out. Soon as she gets out, this is my favorite freaking shot of the entire film. We just see the shadow of these trees, bushes, you might as well say, and a building behind them. And she comes running around the corner. But like I said, it's you can't tell it's her. It's just the, her figure, like the shadow. Mm-hmm. And the music's dun, dun, dun. Like it's picking up. She's running, and then here he comes, and he is... Like what? Oh, what's that called? Uh, when you're speed walking, speed walking with yeah. that hook just swinging. Mm-hmm. I love it because it just looks like another shadow is chasing this shadow. Yeah, because it's like it's your. He's not running. He's not doing the slow like Michael Myers saunter where he's just slowly walking, but you can tell this is a guy and he's got a mission, and he's walking with a purpose. Yeah, and it yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. So, as he's chasing her, <clears throat> it cuts over to I think that, that Julie. And how does she figure out Ben Willis? She goes. She starts doing it on the computer and doing the searches and archives like they did for David. And she's looking around on there, and she's finding she's finding the old articles from Susie's dying, which was David's fiance. And then she finds something with. Uh, her or survived by yeah and it brings up her dad's name and he was a fisherman and that's when she's like oh my god that's ben when, willis yeah that's when they she said no it wasn't david we killed it was it was ben and he didn't die right so now it cuts to uh helen she's she's almost to uh the shivers store the shivers store which is her dad's store yeah. and of course there's elsa in there I, you know, she's doing inventory, and uh, Helen's just banging on the glass. The classic, I always say, the classic Halloween scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is yeah. banging on the door, Michael's coming across the street. Same exact thing. And Elsa's like, she gets up to the door, turns around and leaves to go get the keys, comes back. And I'm sorry, I know they were making her a douchebag, but if you saw your sister after screaming, crying, and says, I'm being attacked, you're not going to sit there and go, what? Are you yeah. saying, you know... Like, she didn't even know that she was scared at all. Yeah. First of all, if I was running up to, you know, if I was in a st- shop or something like that, and somebody come up to the front door and started pounding on it, I'd put a little pep in my step to get to 
<laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know. To, to me, it was just like, if you, I, I get that you're making her a douche, but at least make it more realistic. Just, I don't, like I said, if you see, if you see somebody running, screaming, crying, you're not just going to act that way, you know? No. But anyway, so Helen tells Elsa, I'm being attacked. Go lock the back door. She's going to go upstairs and do whatever she's got to do. I don't know. But they lock the door, and Helen runs upstairs, and Elsa goes in the back to lock it. Now, I don't know if I just got taken out of the moment or I don't remember, but did, excuse me, did the power get cut off or something or the lights get cut off? I mean, I think the lights were already off. Okay. But I don't remember like seeing the just power just flash. I mean, it wasn't storming or nothing like that. Well, and don't get me wrong. I think that Bridget Wilson is a very good actress. Mm-hmm. But this scene I hated because she just looks out the door. She locks the door. She looks out it. And the killer comes behind her. And when she spins around, she's just like, huh. Yeah. And then she just looks around. And he raises the hook up, and she just looks around. I hate this death scene. It's terrible. She's like screaming, and all he does is pop her. You don't know what he does. You just see kind of a little bit of blood hit the window. Like, I hate the death scene. But then I like the, I know where you're going. the view when he's just dragging her. Yeah, I wrote that down. Yes. I put uh, on here... Uh, Elsa's death scene, two thumbs down. Great shot of the fisherman carrying Elsa's body on the yeah. hook. Yeah, that, that that made it. Yeah, you know that I'll, was that was like a redeeming thing for that particular scene. Yeah, but I'd like seeing him doing that to Barry. Oh yeah, that would have kind of redeemed Barry's death scene too. You know, just imagine if they just showed it where Max he was just dragging him across the floor with that hook in his mouth. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, uh, Helen hears this. And she goes and she starts hollering for Elsa. And when she gets like on the main shop floor, all the mannequins are under these plastic sheets. And I remember this. This was a good. This to me was one of the best jump scares of any horror movie. I remember. I remember um, thinking the first time I watched it mm-hmm. when she was like going down the stairs. I was like, oh, he's fixing to be under the plastic. Yeah, yeah, and. They even set it up because I mean you can tell it's him. Mm-hmm. So I mean you just they but it was that antip- anticipation. Say it. anticipation. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, man. My throat's dry. <laughs> Golly, it's late, guys. We're we're recording this late. Anyway, so she walks downstairs and she's looking at all the dummies and she realizes that Elsa's not around and you can just see him standing there mm-hmm. and she just. Looks over at him and you see a tear coming down. All of a sudden, boom! And I mean, he lunges toward her. That's a good shot. It is a very good shot. And he tackles her. He tackles her over like all this merchandise. Well, she's able to get up and take off running. So now the chase is on again, to where she gets into what would you call that little thing going up? It's like a laundry thing. It was almost like a like a dumbwaiter. Yeah, where they just kind of raise it up and down. So she gets an ass, she starts going up, and he's swinging the hook, at, trying to get her ankles and stuff, yep. you know. But once again, here comes another great shot, and I freaking loved it, man. She makes it all the way to the top. She gets off of the little elevator-looking thing. He's coming up the steps. Well, as soon as he gets up the steps and he turns the corner, 
the light is shining from behind him, and you can and it's his silhouette again coming. Mm. I freaking <laughs> loved it, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, they did a great job on camera shots and the lighting in this film. Yeah. But <clears throat> anyway, um, she does end up seeing her sister's body laying next to the toilet, though, in the bathroom. He, mm. She's dead. Uh, and as she's uh, going to the window, she's getting out. She can tell that she's going to jump on this. Uh, what do you say? Like the garbage and stuff. Mm-hmm. He comes up. He swings at her. She falls off. Boom. She hits the garbage. But when she looks up in the window, he's gone. Whoop. And <clears throat> excuse me. So she gets up. She takes off. She's, she's trying to run. And she's all by herself in this alley. Well, all of a sudden, she hears these fireworks going off. And she's looking up, and she can see where it's coming from. So she starts heading that way. And now she's in this alley, and she can actually see at the end of the alley, there's the parade going by. How long is this freaking parade? <laughs> I don't know, but it's got to be a good couple of miles. Well, anyway, and all in this alley is like stacks of tires. Just, just tires. I don't know. Maybe like, it's a tire shop, lube shop or something. I don't know, but there's a ton of daggum tires. <laughs> there's not that many tires behind Plaza Tire here in town. You never know. But anyway, so she's she's like, you tell she's hurting because she's not running, but she's she's walking at a pretty good pace. Yeah. And she's walking, and she gets almost all the way to the end of the street where all these peoples are. Dude, she's 10 feet away. And I don't know what she heard. I don't know why she would even stop, no matter what she heard. You know who's chasing you. Yeah. Why I'm, would you stop? I'm thinking she may have heard that little... Why? Well, but yeah, but, but you she know stops. What she stops and turns and looks. Stupid. Yeah, and then by the time she turns around, there he is. Stupid. I wish she hadn't died though. I didn't see no reason to kill her. Stupid. He grabs her. He throws her into the tires, just right outside of the parade where nobody can see him. And he's just—I guess he's just cutting her up because he's just going to town. Well, you know what the the crazy part mm-hmm. about this one is What's that? that her death scene is. She put up more of a fight than Barry did. Right? Like, she was going back and forth with him. Like, there was a couple of times I thought she was going to end up getting away from him. Yeah. But she was going back and forth, and she was tussling until he finally got her cornered or whatever. But Mm -hmm. she put more more of a fight up than Barry did. Well, now it cuts to, because, you know, she's dead now. You know that. Yeah. Well, now it cuts back to uh, Julie, and she's looking for Ray. Well, she finds Ray on his boat. And he's like, Julie, what are you doing here? And she's like, I know who it is. It's Ben Willis. I know who the killer is. You know, like she's got it all figured out. But it's the way Ray is acting is where it's like, he kind of looks at her and he's, uh, what is she? Oh, we got to go find Barry and Helen. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, just come on board me right now. Like, it's the way he presented it and extends his hand out. He's like, we'll go find him, but come on board for a minute. Yeah, come on board, you know, and. As she grabs his hand, she looks over, and the name of his boat is Billy Blue. Yep. And she's like, oh, my God. She goes, it was you. You went and saw Missy. Is that her name, Missy? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? But that's what I'm saying. Where That's where, not the actor, but, you know, Ray. Yeah. That's where he messed up because he was like, what What are you talking about? Like, he should have just been like, okay, look, here's what happened. Right. Well, she starts flipping out. She thinks he's the one that's doing all this, so she takes off running. Well, he starts chasing after her, and when she gets back to the gate that she just come through, now it's locked. Mm-hmm. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. <laughs> you remember that on uh, The Incredibles? <laughs> but anyway, so 
she takes off running down the uh, the deck, and he's chasing after her. And he's like, he's trying to convince her. He's like, Julie, listen, just listen. And all of a sudden, boom, clothesline. I mean, a, and it was a backhanded clothesline like too. JBL clothesline, right? And she and she screams and she's like, "Oh, thank God, uh, help me! He's 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 after me." And I like how uh, the fisherman does. He's like, "Easy, child." Yeah. Like you know, he's yeah. like, and he looks over and he's like, "She's like, I need to use phone." He goes, "On my boat, hurry now!" And she jumps on the boat and takes off. And of course, you knew it was the killer. Yeah, yeah. But when he starts walking toward the boat. And the camera just stays still, and he walks toward the camera. He's got that walk, you know. Okay, and then show the boots as he's getting on the boat. They just get a close up shot oh, of the boots. Yeah, I didn't see that part. Well, as she's on the boat trying to look for the phone, she realizes that there's pictures of her, Ray, Helen, and uh, what's the other guy's name? Barry. Barry. What am I? What, I'm <laughs> telling you, Barry. There's pictures of, and there's her hat, and there's certain things that. He got from all three of them, you know, or all mm-hmm. four of them, you might as well say. And it's funny because he gets on the boat and he's like, you in trouble, child? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> like, you know, she, she knew it. And he finally, you know, he's like, uh, somebody like you, you should be out enjoying life. And what, what did he say? Uh, Partying, drinking. Running over people. Running over people. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, and now he's full-blown. And she says, Ben Willis, and he takes his hat off, and he's like, well, I can see you've done your work. So now we know the killer is Ben Willis, who is Muse Watson. Yes. And he, I, which I just now realized, he actually plays uh, Gibbs' uh, I don't know, mentor on uh, NCIS. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, now, he's the father of the girl that died in the car, correct? Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now the chase begins, and he's after Julie. Julie's going underneath the boat, getting underneath the deck, and Ray finally wakes up from the hell of a clothesline <laughs> he took, and uh, the boat is already taken off. So he goes gets on his little John boat or whatever you want to call it. He takes off on uh, following them. Just a big chase scene. I mean, I'm not going into the details about this part. Because, I mean, there's so much yeah. to go over. Well, finally, Ray gets on board. He jumps from his little boat to the uh, to Ben Willis's boat. He gets on and has – and he took it to town to Ben. He, yeah. he, he actually – for the first time, he actually put up a good fight. Yeah, he, he grew set after that clothesline. And he was doing really good until freaking uh, Julie popped up. And she's like, Ray! Yeah, she and distracted he looked, him. Yeah, and she distracted him. So he looks over. And Ben knocks him all overboard, mm-hmm. but luckily he goes he was caught in the net, so he was able to get back up there. Well, now Ben goes after her. He's chasing her, and he puts a basket of chains on the door where she can't get out of this room. So she's able to get out of this other little spot, but it leads into a room that's filled with all ice. Yeah, like we're, you know, it's a fishing boat. Yeah, it's cooler. So. She's trying to figure out how to get out. Well, as she's digging through this ice to get up, all of a sudden, Helen's body flies out. Mm-hmm. Well, now she starts panicking, freaking out. She starts getting away while well, her hand touches something. Well, then now she looks down, and her hand is on uh, Barry's face. So that's where he's been keeping these bodies at. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Ray gets back on the boat, and he's watching what 
uh, Ben is doing, and Ben opens the door to where all the ice is, and he looks he looks down at uh, Julie, and Julie screams, and he's got the hook, and he's fixing to pretty much jack her up. Mm-hmm. As soon as he does, Ray swings this big old like lifting hook, pops Ben right in the face. Ben falls over. He hit that man hard. There's no way that dude. He he when he woke back up, when no, Ben woke, he didn't have a scratch, nothing, no bloody nose, nothing. But Ray gets down and he saves the day pretty much. And after being a coward <clears throat> the whole movie. Right. Well, then Ben gets up and they start fighting again. He hits Ray in the face. Well, then he grabs a hold of her and he's like, next time you try to kill somebody, you make sure they're dead. Mm-hmm. That's what Ben says. And as he goes up to hit her with the hook, his hand gets caught in this rope. And Ray, which, you know, he's a fisherman, so he knows how to use the tools on the boat and everything he hits a certain line it raises the killer bend all the way up and when his hand hits the edge the end of the rope it cuts his hand off that's holding the actual uh ice hook Mm -hmm. and now his legs caught somehow and it's throwing ben all the way around the boat and it just launches ben into the water and that's the last you see of ben or is it yeah (laughs) so (laughs) So anyway, it cuts to like now, you know, the boat's still going. He got thrown in the bed. Ben got thrown into the water. And now it cuts to Ray and Julie. And he's finally telling her, he's like, I had to go see it myself. That's why I went and talked to Missy. You know, he's finally explaining everything to her. And he tells her he didn't want to lose her again. He told Julie he loves her. And he's like, he goes, no one gets me like you. And then she looks at him and says, I understand your pain. (laughs) That was the corniest thing of the freaking movie. That was the corniest line of the whole movie, yeah. I'll give you that one. I fit, and then she hugged him. And then the cops, so now they're together, and the cops come over, and the officer's like, do you know any reason why Ben would uh, want you dead? And they're like, nope, no reason whatsoever. No, they don't no, have anything. And they're, they're like, hey, we got something, and they're pulling his boat up, or not his boat, but like uh, uh, the, net. the net, and it's his hand still holding the hook. Well, then it cuts to one year later. You missed a good line, though. What? The cop goes, the body will turn up eventually. They always do. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, then it flashes to one year later, and Julie looks all happy. She's got her hair done, makeup on, and she's about to get in the shower. She's talking to Ray, and she's like, uh, just cutting up with him. She's like, oh, I'll see you in a couple mm-hmm. days, you know. So now you know they're dating. They're good. And you hear one of her roommates, I guess, or just fellow college goers. Yeah. She's like, hey, Julie, you got a letter. So she goes out there to get it, and it looks identical to the one that she's been getting through the whole movie. Well, the music gets all intense, and she looks at it. She picks it up, and she opens it up, and it's a letter to inviting her to a pool party. Mm-hmm. Well, she goes back into the shower, and there's like five showers in this thing, and it's all steamed up. The music's kind of dying down, getting, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that happy-go-lucky music anymore. No. Well, as she goes over to the shower, she was fixing Gideon. Somebody wrote, I still know. Instead of her just taking off and getting out of the freaking shower, she looks around. She starts looking around, and you hear the clicking noise, the little thing, mm-hmm. you know, little thing. And as she turns around and looks back at the shower, boom, the final jump scare of the movie, the fisherman busts through the shower, and it cuts off, and they play the 90s music. 
and roll credits. Man, I would have loved to have seen this in a theater with that jump scare to see how many people jumped out of their seats. This is still one of the best jump scares, I think, in any horror film. Man, it was That so one good. and the one where he was underneath the sheet. The plastic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, man, I can only imagine the, the reaction the audience would have gotten or the, the audience gave on that last jump scare. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it would have been amazing. But that was it. That was the end of... I know what you did last summer. It was. So, that being said, you know what time it is, Randy. It's time for the pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. Pulling scale. scale. You want to go first? I'll go first. I don't. So, the movie was, it was just as good as I remember it being. Granted, this is. Like being so long since I've seen it last, I remembered the parts as they started to happen. But I, I was able to nitpick it a little bit more than I, I wish I was uh, able to. Mm-hmm. So there were things in it. Um, Ray's, like, his acting was just so corny at times. <laughs> yeah. Freddie Prince Jr.'s acting, and it was just corny. There were lines in it that were kind of corny, like that very last line with Julie. Overall, though, I think it was. I'm, I'm kind of like you. The the I love the music because it's that old '90s feel. Yeah. You know, granted, it was made in '97, but the music was '97. Right. You know, it had that. It and that's one of the things that reminded me so much of Scream because Scream was the same way. Mm-hmm. Scream had that old, you know, '90s music feel. Um, I was a little disappointed with most of the death scenes. Yeah. Other than, uh. Max's death scene was the best. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, without a doubt. Because it, for me, though, it was like minus the cop. It was the only one you actually saw. Right. Because the other ones was just, one of them was, Barry's was him just, you know, a shadow pounding away. And then um, Helen's was just him. Struggling. Looked like he was beating on the tires the whole time. Yeah. So uh, Max's death scene was the best. So, um I'm I'm definitely I'll, I'll def, definitely recommend this movie as a thumbs up. Okay, you gotta watch it at least once. Um, it's a great it's a great movie. I, I don't think I've ever seen the second one, but if it's any if it's anything like this, I I, I really don't know. Um, but I definitely it's definitely one of those movies you need to watch at least one time. So I'm, I'm gonna definitely recommend it with a thumbs up, and I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a solid B plus. Okay. A solid B plus. Definitely think it's one you ought to watch. So B plus. B plus. All right. Well, I'm going to give it a thumbs up. And I do think it is one that you can rewatch over. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe not over and over, like, you know, every year or something like that. But, I mean, I think it's worth definitely, you know, having in your collection to watch it over again. Uh, Looking at it now. I mean, it was still a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. But there is certain things. Uh, that's what ruined it for me was the kill scenes. Yeah. I feel like they went really gory with Max's death scene. And it was like, well, there's your one good one. So, that, I mean, I, I did like the story. I liked the plot. You know, I thought everything was good. The score was good. The mm-hmm. camera work was phenomenal. Uh and like I said, I like all that. I liked all the actors that they picked for it. 
Yeah, we picked on a little bit of Freddie Prince Jr. just yeah. with certain things, but he's he he's a really good actor too, and oh, I've yeah. always liked him. Oh yeah, and, and that maybe that's the way he was trying to play Ray. And and it very well may, may have been that Ray is just supposed to have been this timid person, right? And that's just how it was played out. <clears throat> but after watching it now, uh, it's not as scary as I remembered it, mm. you know. But it's a slasher film, and a lot of slasher films isn't horrifying and scary as much as like paranormal or mystery right. or something like that, or suspenseful. There you go. But I will definitely give it a thumbs up. I recommend you to watch this, add it to your collection, because like I said, it is a fu- it's a fun film to watch. Mm-hmm. But I'm giving this a B plus. Or even yeah, uh, like I said, honestly, if it had more kill scenes. Like, if you could see the actual kill scenes and stuff like that, and if some of the acting was a little bit better, it may have got an A. Yeah. But I'm going to give it, like I said, B plus because, I mean, there really wasn't a whole lot to nitpick from, but like I said, man, that camera work and the lighting really took it from me. Yeah. You know, I didn't appreciate it back in the day. Right. Now I'm watching it, and I'm like, man, that's so freaking good. Because it adds that element. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For real. Well, that's our review of uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. This has been uh, a decent month of July. We had Uncle Sam. Uh, and we had, you know, this one. <laughs> even We'll even it out. Yeah, so next month, August, we're celebrating the birthday of Alfred Hitchcock. Yep. And Randy, you picked the birds, right? I want to I want to do the birds because I think it's going to be one of those like I I know I've seen be, seen bits and pieces of it right I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched the whole movie all the way through oh but really it's an iconic Hitchcock movie you know yeah and I picked Rear Window yep uh, even though Rear Win- Rear Window isn't really horror it's a mystery movie right. Um, I don't know. I just, when I first watched it, because I've only seen it once and it was just a couple years ago, it was shocked me how good it was. Right. So that's why I was like, yeah, that's the one I'm going to pick. So, because like I said, yeah, it may just be mystery, but Alfred Hitchcock was based pretty much on horror. Oh, yeah. So, with that being said, uh, I don't know which one's going to be next, either Birds or Rare Rundle. We don't know yet. Yeah, we ain't figured that out yet. Uh, Stay tuned. Yes. And. Before we sign off, we're going to say, you know, as always, you know where you can find us. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, uh, Pocket Cast, anywhere pretty much you can get your podcasts from. We're on there. We're available. Uh, Please help us continue to grow. Give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. Look us up on uh, Twitter at Small T Horror Pod. That is our Twitter account. And tell your friends and family or anybody that you guys know who love just to either hear about horror, watch horror movies and all that. And just help us to continue to grow because we really enjoy doing this. Yeah, we, we look forward to, to seeing how many people are actually getting in on with it. And uh, <clears throat> we want to know what you guys think. So if you guys have any suggestions on movies that we should watch, if you have any comments on how we do it, it, it the podcast at all, um, let us know. Just leave us a, leave us a, we post the updates. We post the uh, 
podcast whenever they release. Mm-hmm. Leave us a comment on there if you have a if you have an idea for us to do something next time. Let us know on there. Right on. And before we sign off, we have to, of course, thank physicallyfit.com. Oh, Kurt Angle. Yes. The protein bites, the chicken snacks, full of nutrition, energy, and lifestyle, man. I mean, if you're trying to lose weight or just just overall watch your health, these are a great source of protein snacks. Uh, got some awesome products on here. We've got the honey mustard, and I believe there's sour cream and onion. The sriracha is really good. And then we got jalapeno. What is that? Jalapeno ranch? Uh, yeah, that's the one that I've got to get my hands on. And then for sweet tooth, you got cinnamon swirl. We also got the Kung Pao, which is really spicy. I like it. Sweet barbecue, maybe my favorite one now. They also have buffalo wing and blue che- buffalo wing and blue cheese. They have also have a pizza one. And now they got a spicy buffalo and blue cheese. Ooh. Yeah, I ain't tried that one yet. Yeah, we're gonna have to make another order. And a brown sugar cinnamon. Another sweet tooth one. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. So we'll have to try that. But yeah, we're gonna have to put an order in. Definitely, like I said, if you're looking for a healthier snack, a healthier lifestyle, check out physicallyfit.com. The protein bites. Yeah. Take advice from an Olympic hero. Gold medalist. Yes. Who won won it with a broken freaking neck. Kurt Angle. Who leads protein bites with intensity, integrity, and intelligence. And with that being said, remember to always stay scared. And stay spooky.